Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Third Space Podcast. This is episode 38. It's called Misadventures, Adventures, and Telepathy. So three words, and there are three parts to this podcast. The first part, I tell a story, something that happened to me recently. It's a dating-related story, so you might find it interesting. Uh, In previous episodes, I've complained about dating apps, and this was a dating app-specific misadventure. That's where the word comes from in the title. After that, we move into an adventure, an adventure in etymology, even better. The best kind of adventure, right? Uh, And then in the last part of the podcast, similar to how in previous episodes we've discussed um, what might change if we had teleporting refrigerators or sci-fi devices that could replenish your sleep, this time we try to imagine what would happen if we had two-way telepathy kind of the purest essence of the telephone, if we could just communicate with each other without a device and without verbalizing, how would that how would that change things for better or for worse? So it was a kind of interesting discussion. I hope you enjoy all three parts of the podcast. Daniel, take it away. It's a podcast, it's a podcast, yeah, yeah. Third Space. Podcast. That was pretty good. I didn't like it. It was simple. I, it's short, you know. I really like how uh, how diverse our openings are, <laughs> e- even though, like, honestly, none of them are good, good. in and of themselves. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I feel like the broad tapestry of our openings is just very diverse and interesting. And even though every individual component kind of sucks altogether, it's something beautiful like a canvas of crap and like individually it's just different turds from all different animals that you've like you know mixed with water to paint and it ends up being like you know something more than the sum of its parts yeah that's a good analogy (laughs) (laughs) i don't know where that came from it's like a Um, sewer full of a diverse number of turds yes (laughs) beautiful beautiful poetic um I had an interesting experience, uh, I guess it was a, a week or two ago, that I want to tell you about. Um, okay. I, I, it's not that funny, I don't think, but... I'm prepared not to laugh. But I've never I've never had anything exactly quite like it, and uh, and so I want to tell you about it. So, okay. um, as, as you know, uh, and as we talked about on the podcast, it must have been a couple of years ago now, but um, we talked about dating apps, and so I'm still, I'm still using dating apps here and there. Uh, and the other day, I guess last week, um, I matched with someone who was very, very attractive. Uh, like, like suspiciously pro- attractive? Yes. Or like, okay. Yeah, yeah. Suspicious, suspiciously attractive, like model tier. Um, right, the, you're immediately the, thinking, are you real and all that. Yes, yeah. yeah imme- imme- that's, that's, you, you learn to suspect people based on their, their pictures pretty, pretty quickly. But they weren't professional pictures. They they looked like normal a normal person's pictures. Just the girl was extremely attractive. Um, okay. And apparently she lived a couple of hours away. Uh, since I moved to a more kind of remote area, I've had to expand my you know potential area of interest. Anyway, a couple hours. And away the more was, attractive she is, it, it, is it fair to say your yeah, initial well, attraction yeah, sure. and how far away? You're like, okay, three hours would be a deal breaker. Oh, you're ultra attractive uh maybe <laughs> you know yes, i mean isn't yeah, there something like that <laughs> yeah there's definitely uh, a balance to be had there so so anyway we we matched uh, and i was you know i was pleased about this but 
I, I never, I'm so cynical about dating apps now. I never get excited to start with. Um, but anyway, I, I, I messaged her and she responded pretty quickly. And so we started, we started chatting a bit. And so I had my suspicions initially based on just her pictures and then I got send money or something. That's what I I was always, I don't know where this goes. I've always wondered all the fake accounts. Where does it go? Me too. And so in the spirit of exploration and curiosity and chaos, you know, despite how genuine this person was, I wanted to see what was going to happen. Although again, I wasn't sure I had, you know, I wasn't sure this was a fake person. Well, that's also, yeah. The attractiveness, you're willing to take a higher risk on on that as well. Right. 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 She might be fake, but uh, she's very attractive in whatever. Yeah. So so one thing that I noticed pretty quickly is that it was apparent that English wasn't her first language, which Uh, it's a big sign. Did she look uh, American for lack of a better term? I mean, she, well, her profile listed her as originally from Russia. Okay. Um, and so okay. she was, you know. This, this is all sounding, Eastern okay, European. keep going. <laughs> it all sounds, I, I, every every successive step in the story gets more and more suspicious. Um, okay. <laughs> so that, that was the situation. Very attractive. Her messages weren't clear English always. They, it just sounded like someone who spoke English as a second language. Sometimes Were they clear they, responses to your questions and conversation, or did they feel off? Well, I'll, I'll let you tell the story. I apologize. Keep going. No, that's that's all right. Uh, m- most of the time, they were. So uh, at this point, I was trying to determine between three things: is it a real a real person, which seemed mm-hmm. rare, you know, rare, a person moving from Russia to you know, the middle of nowhere, um, right. model tier. Like, what are you doing out in this farmland? Um, right. A, a, a person with fake pictures trying to scam me, which seemed, I mean, I guess in the broad scheme of things, that's also rare. Um, I, bo- I actually think more it's probably likely. porn, right? Like, hey, you're cute. Come pay for my website. Like, is that a big element of May- these I, fake accounts? I just don't I'm know. I'm not sure. Really. May- could be OnlyFans yeah, advertising. Kind of I don't know. Yeah. That would be weird. Yeah. Uh, and the third was a bot. You know, like, it's not even a person. It's just, this isn't an automated thing on the other end. And so the, some of the messages, their oddity made me think, okay, maybe this is a bot. It's not even a real person. There were, there was one time where she said, she texted me good morning and asked if I had any plans for the day. And I said, good morning. No, I'm just working today. No, no real plans other than that. And then she responded again. Uh, do, so do you have any plans for today? And I was like, well, uh, yeah, very bodish. I, I just said, I said, I just said my plans for the day. So I thought that was <laughs> yeah. weird. But then other times she did directly respond to what I was saying and then contribute questions of her own. And she seemed to have like an overarching uh, direct memory. goal, goal yeah. a memory and goal in the conversation because the conversation was, it was dating oriented. It was you know, what are you interested in? Um, you know, what, you know, what are your deal breakers? Like what kinds of people do you like? What, you know, what are your values in a relationship? She was asking these things as well. I'm not, you know, it's not inconceivable that a bot could do this, but I, you know, as conversation, some conversation progressed, I began to think, okay, it's not a bot, it's a person. But so, so the stories that, you know, that could fit this pattern, it could be a, a person from Russia who's English isn't perfect or it could be a scammer so i still i still wasn't sure yeah so we we continued chatting um and after about a full day of chatting she asked for my number and so you know i sent her my phone number which i don't 
you know, that's not too big of a concession, even if it was. Um, I don't think so. I get so many like spam yeah. calls anyway. It's out yeah. there. Like yeah, whatever's happened has happened. Like okay. right, it's already out there. So so I, I did that, and then she texted me back pretty pretty quickly. Um, and so this is not something I think a bot. I mean, obviously you can make a bot do this, but it just doesn't seem like something of you know the the normal bot would do. Well, are you yeah, tempted at this point to say grab a spoon and like hold it in your left hand <laughs> or something goofy like that? I yeah, mean, so I know of that's course. A, you know. Yeah, of course. Well, yeah, of course. I was I was tempted to do that. Um, but 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 again, like also, I was presenting the uh, the attitude that this was totally real and genuine, and you know, I was I was be, I wasn't. I wasn't we hinting uh, at suspicion. And no, I wasn't yeah. overtly suspicious, but I was asking questions about, you know, I, things that what's would be... A, what's a Russian model doing here? Uh, uh, yeah, well, I, yeah. I did ask things like that, like what brought you to the U.S. and why here and all that. And, you know, she said that she, her aunt lived here and she wanted to be close to family. Um, and, and she also said she was... Her, her job was an, an investor, and so she was talking about like crypto mining and stuff. She said she was big. This is into, so vague and anyway, yeah. It is vague. Yeah. It, it is vague. Um, but I asked her some questions about like the markets and crypto and stuff, and she seemed to you know, have responses that weren't, they weren't nothing. They were something. Um, so how often are you texting and exchanging and how long are, like clearly um, there's a human being on the other end, right? Yeah. Like that's what you're telling me, or at least that's yes. what you're feeling. Yes. It's I, a I human pretty... being, whether it's a scammer or a or who she says she is, or right. perhaps who she says she is and a scammer. Like the, you know, yes. there's a lot of variables. There. Could be right. That would be strange. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't know. I was. I'm pretty sure it's a human being at, at this point. And our texts were, um, you know, maybe take three. Um, portions of the day where we would have kind of real time back and forth for maybe an hour or so so how excited uh, are you in this interaction or are you just so fed up with online I'm, dating that you know yeah. not to be until yes. you've met yeah like, sadly like just... sadly i am too cynical about it to i i don't get excited i, I don't get excited until the second date or after <laughs> like which is yeah. really kind of disheartening you know because you should be excited to, to meet someone for the first time but, but theoretically yeah. you should be excited to match oh well, yeah you know. I, I rem- and there's that little boost i'm sure your brain releases some mm, uh, yeah maybe s- hormone uh, serotonin tiny, yeah whatever. Ti- tiny bit of insulin or something <laughs> um yeah, I mean, I remember the days when I would be excited simply to match, or or I remember the days when I was excited simply to find someone that I thought was attractive with you know a decent, decently written profile. And back in the days when you could message someone, and they would actually see your message, because back then, you know, I could message someone, and you know, probably seventy five percent of the time they would respond, and you know, we would actually have an interaction. But you know, that's that's totally gone away and now it's just predatory um swipe apps uh, there, there is no way to really communicate but that's neither here nor there um continuing continuing along with this interesting uh this interesting interaction we uh we continue texting for a while um on the uh on the second day of our texting um this was the day where she said texted good morning like as i was sitting down for breakfast so it's not like uh it, it, she she was the bringing not something. in Russia. They or at least they know the clock. <laughs> but yeah, she wasn't in Russia. She said she had moved to the U.S. and was in a town about you know, two hours away. Um, I'd already looked at where the town was. Um, 
And so uh, on this day, she suggested that we talk on Telegram, which is, are you familiar with that app? No. It's a, text, it's a text app. I, I wasn't familiar with it either. I'd heard of it, but not intimately familiar with it. It's a text app. Like like WhatsApp and all of that kind of th- stuff. Like privacy um, focused or crypt- uh, encrypted or, or yeah, like, sure. there's so many apps out there. Like what sets them apart? Like why do you need a freaking text app? I don't you have the phone I, number. Like yeah, I don't get it. I, I don't either. I don't really understand that. I didn't understand why she wanted. She said she wanted to use it because it was easier, and I didn't understand that it because is untrue categorically. We like, were all we were already I can press texting. dial or yeah. I can download an app and create an account and right. find you and then right. figure out how this new interface works. Now, like, now if I, if if I was being generous, which I was, and I, I didn't press on this too much, but you know, these apps have special stickers and emojis and okay. confetti yeah, right. blue mean, blue blues and all kinds so of easier. goofy right. nonsense. And so whatever, maybe that's, I don't, I didn't really, I don't care. Anyway. You're basically th- saying she's very attractive, so I'll do that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Ultimately, I, well, it was a combination. Yes. If it was real, if the small chance was that she was real, yes, she was very attractive when I would no, be. I mean, I would too, for the record. I'm not judging. I'm just saying. Like, but, but yeah. I was also intrigued and Telegram, you know, it's a pop, it's a popular app. It has millions of downloads. It's not a scam app. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. So I, I, I wasn't going to proceed past the point where I thought there was significant risk involved, um, and, and I didn't detect that this was particularly risky, so I agreed, and I downloaded Telegram, and we started talking on Telegram, and so as soon as I downloaded Telegram and I uh, put in her name, username or whatever and found her, she had, Telegram has profile pictures as well, and I clicked on hers, and it it wasn't the same person as oh, on boy. the Hinge oh, profile. Boy. It was a totally okay. different person. In fact, there were two pictures, and neither of those people were the same people. They and were neither, different people? <laughs> neither of those people were the people from her profile on Hinge. Yeah, that's and a so, step up into weirdness. This is, okay. yeah, every like you said, every consequence. It's all yeah. still within the I'll keep interacting, and I'm a little well, more I and mean, a little more skeptical. Yeah, yeah I, was more, I was definitely more skeptical at this point Oh, those are my friends or my sisters. Don't worry. And, uh, but but it's conceivable. It's conceivable that you wouldn't put a picture of yourself. You know, you, some people pick little cartoons or puppy face <laughs> or whatever. That would have been maybe... a safer if they're if they're scamming people. Then yeah, put a cartoon or right. you know or your easy. favorite show, Dwight and Beats, Battlestar yes. Galactica, whatever, a quote, a meme. I don't care. Like right. Yeah. Oh, are you the guy from the office? I thought you don't look the same as you did on the hinge profile. <laughs> right. So I was suspicious. I was I felt like this was a, a point where any person would ask about it, you know, any anyone would ask about this. It's not me showing, you know, uh insensitive yeah, suspicion to ask. So I so I asked yeah. like how come, who are these people in your pictures on here? And and she said, oh, that's my style. And I was like, what is that? In a strangely non-English way. And I was like, what does that mean? She's like, oh, they're French fashion models. And that's like the f- kind of fashion style that, that I like. So you uh, put out your vibe. You just put, you put out people who are like you. I guess Maybe that so. is a So now we're into like a cultural. Yeah. That's what I, I was thinking. I was like, okay, I guess. I guess I'll have to were accept. These models, I guess I'll have were to these famous them. looking models like glam shots, or were they like? People? Yeah, they were. They were. The one was definitely like a, a model-y looking 
Okay. And the, the other one wasn't. I mean, both of the individuals in the pictures. I find were that models. answer plausible. Like when I hear it, I've never That's... heard that before. But it seems like something like a new culture that I don't understand, yeah. and your tech, tech, or you know, like the world of social media yeah. that I don't. I don't get it, but like that makes sense. Yeah, that and that's that was my response too. I was like, this is weird and foreign to me, but you're also supposedly foreign and, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, okay, fine. So I rolled with it, uh, but I was still, you know, despite that, my suspicions continue to go up. Here's another odd thing about the Telegram. Uh, on Telegram, you have a, a user, you can have a username, and her username was stay true to the mission. <laughs> God, now, that's what that's, the hell yeah. does that mean? It Stay feels true cultish to the mission or scammy. It's bad. Like it's well, not so good. I, I'm I'm still even knowing the ending of the story as I do, and you don't, and no one else does for the moment. I still don't understand this. Stay true to the mission. Well, I don't know what that means. I have no idea. I, so I asked her. I was like, "What does stay true to the mission?" And she said that it meant. You know, she, she she had a mission to find the right person for her. And so she was trying to really stay true. And, and this fit with some of our other conversation where she seemed, she professed to be really, you know, really goal-directed in finding a, a meaningful relationship with someone. Um, yeah, only, but, only but one person. Not which is, this particular Which answer, is exactly but... what a scammer, you know, would try to do, ingratiate um, himself with you in this way. Um, so it didn't alleviate any of my worries. But stay true to the mission that's weird. That's, that's like weird. a flub up for a scam person. Yeah, it feels even like look, even if to... even if this was a real girl who I had met and had no ulterior motives and was interested in dating, and her and that profile was the name genuine was "Stay True answer. to the Mission." That would make me go, "Oh, something's weird about this." Is yes, a little strange. I don't like that being even if that's the real answer and it's a real girl. Like you said, all things like that's. That's a knock against the real person. Like, yeah, you're weird. <laughs> like, yeah. So by this and, point, and treating, I was, treating dating as a mission is something a little. Look, I, I guess it is, I but like, it, I don't. But... It's like a war metaphor or something, or like you know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It has this sort of like, yeah, militaristic. Uh, anyway, go ahead, go ahead. Or religious, either. You know, yeah, either, yeah, straight. I mean, it has a very one, like but... spiritual feel. Like, as opposed to you know. either way either either way at this point at this point i was like 95 percent sure that this was a fake you know a fake you're person. waiting waiting for the pivot waiting yes for the, yes oh, exactly i was you sent me a little uh, yeah i was very intrigued because this person had spent a long time you know all, all considered talking to me and right. hadn't let the mask you know, hadn't let the true ulterior motive out there. Like I hadn't been asked for money or, or anything like that. So I was waiting for that. I was actually very curious as to how this was going to come up. So yeah. at this point, you know, I started trying to, I, tr I started trying to confirm, find some confirmatory information that this, because so far I was only suspicious. I hadn't confirmed any sort of um, deceit. Is so I asked. Is a word? Yeah, definitely. Confirmational? Yes, I can confirm. I can confirm that confirmatory. Okay, is just, a word. it just threw me because I was like, could he have said confirmational something? And then, and then, why would those two words exist if they are exactly? You're the English like, teacher. Why do we have so many words? Why don't? Why do we have? I mean, those seem like they'd be exactly words. the same, not just slightly different, but like I'm looking for something confirmational or confirmatory or anyway. Go ahead. I'm sorry that just really was taking my my headspace. Um, <laughs> so I, uh, I looked up the, the, the town that, 
you know, her um, her profile said that she lived in, um, and you know, I pulled it up on Google Maps. It's in the middle of a lake. Her address is nowhere. It's, <laughs> it's in space. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't in the middle of a lake, but it was truly rural. Like it was a crossroads with a little post office outbuilding, a gas station, and like nothing. Uh, and farm farmland everywhere around. At what point do you get a little more aggressive and say Soon <laughs> Come soon, on, out soon with I it. do. Soon, soon I do. <laughs> and so I started asking about or she had mentioned wanting to get dinner or or a drink with me. Um and so you know without yeah, I stayed on that topic and said... Would you be a little scared to drive two hours like at this point, honestly? At, I mean, at, a, at this point, on edge at, a little? At this point, I wouldn't do it without getting further information. Yes, um, yes. Which is so, so I asked her, oh, okay, you know, I haven't been here long. What restaurants are good around around where you live? Um, and, good. She, yeah. and she said uh, she preferred to cook food for herself. Um, and <sighs> so... And then I said, well, me too, but for a first date, I think it's good to go out. Um, yes. You know, Push for, it. For, di- for dinner. And so, are there any suitable places around her? And she said, there were lots. And so, this was the lots. first. Lots. This was the first. There's not lie. lots, man. There's not. This is the first not. lie. There's definitely not lots. Like, I went to Yelp and Listen, I looked you at whore. The, I know, <laughs> like, right? <laughs> I went lie. to Yelp. I went to the area and there were like. 11 uh restaurants in this gigantic mega range and they were all in like little tiny farm towns outspread around this area there were no restaurants in in the town and so like i'm slightly nervous hearing this story i'm like rocking in my chair i've been listening to enough crime podcasts and stuff and you just like have laid out a fairly like you know well let's not don't don't get (laughs) carried don't get carried away too far i'm still here i made it through yes so, so that was first lie. I, I and inside of my soul at this point, I knew you're lying to me. And now, you know now. And now, now your interactions are not about finding out. No, well, yeah, now, anyway. now, now my goals had shifted. Right now, I had yeah. zero expectation of you know this being a dating interaction, and all of my expectation was, how are they going to try to scam me? Yeah. So actually, coincidentally, uh, at this time, around this time, I got an email from Hinge, the, the dating app, saying that a person I had matched with, this person, their profile had been removed because of suspected fraudulent activity. Oh my gosh. So yeah. I guess, you know, props to Hinge for yeah. no, notifying people when, when, when that happens. Um, and so this was, this was just another thing. So I took this information. I didn't share that Hinge sent me this email. I just, I said, hey, what happened to your Hinge profile? I was gonna, I was gonna go look back at your pictures and yeah. um, her her response was that she deleted it. And I said, what, why, why did you, didn't you just get on it? Why did you delete it? And she said, well, when I find someone that I, you know, I'm really interested in, I only like to talk to one person at a time. So, you know, I'm, I'm fine with our conversation. Good answer, yeah. And which is, you know, like that's ex- again, exactly what a scammer would, would say to he- And what you would Christian. wanna hear. Exactly, well. always talk, saying, saying what you wanna hear. Yeah. So this is two lies. Lie, two lies, definitely a scammer. So, um, uh, are you? Do you feel weird and even interacting like prolonged interaction when we talk about harmony and I don't know, it sounds hippie, but like energies and like like you, you, the justice side of you wants to confront or call out or or whatever, and then another side of you is just like there's some risk as you're 
it's so weird, right? Well, because it's so, so even yeah, though you I know mean, there's a scammer, you know this is a scammer, but you don't know what type of scammer. When you say scam, you they're up to no good, and ill will is actually toward you, and that's what I'm saying mm-hmm. feels strange. Yeah. It did feel strange, and you know my patients, you know I'm goal directed as well. I I hate using dating apps. I don't even like dating in and of itself. Like my goal is to find. A relationship and so you write that like stick to the mission or whatever yeah, stay, your, true to the, stay true to the mission yeah. so as far as uh you know, so so i started losing interest in this interaction pretty pretty quickly and it was a battle of curiosity essentially um yes and so around this point you know my my energy reserve started to peter out because you know i wasn't pursuing what i was really interested in at this point but yeah so, and you're but, not on so, some justice oriented kick where you're gonna like confront nah, some people like, just well yeah. there are people and there are really kind of funny like youtube channels and stuff where people mess with scammers and they try yeah. to waste as much of the scammers time as possible you know because the more time yeah, you're wasting of theirs they're not scamming other people but I, i'm just not that's interested noble. in wasting my time like that so but but eventually, eventually, I think I discovered what the angle was. So I mentioned that she was, uh, you know, she claimed to be an investor, and she had mentioned um, being into crypto, and she had name dropped like Ethereum and stuff throughout the conversation. And it was earlier in the conversation, it was just, um, you know, it was just topics to cover. But she brought it up again, which I thought mm. was a, you know, a little bit forceful. It was forcefully inserting that into the conversation. And, and um, I had mentioned that I have some crypto as well, not much. Um, I don't know a whole lot about it. I was just kind of experimenting. And she said, oh, you should, you should download Coinbase Wallet. You should download Coinbase Wallet. I can show you how to use it. And I was like, nah, I don't think so. And she's like, Def, do it, do it. And then you know, a, a little bit of time removed in the conversation, she sent me a screenshot, apparently, of her crypto mining thing for mining Ethereum. And it was like it was like fifteen hundred dollars an hour of income from mining crypto. <laughs> fifteen hundred an hour. And I didn't say I didn't say anything about it really. I was because I wasn't interested in her crypto mining. But like I think right. what it it's was like was the, it, it, it was an attempt to it was kind of like the Nigerian prince thing, right? Like I'm a Nigerian prince. I have hundreds of thousands of dollars, but I can't you know I can't spend it i'll wire it to you if you wire me the whatever whatever you know it's that kind of this scam was thing. the holy crap you got a lot of money yes, yes but yeah right i think it was um i i am the holder of crypto knowledge and how to make a ton of money i can help you also make a ton of money using this relatively new uh newly popular technology but first you have to i don't know what send me your crypto wallet code or whatever that's where i thought it was going to go she's very pushy about downloading coinbase wallet which i i just i didn't really do and then at this point um it was like the end of our second day talking and i was ready to go to bed so i brought conversation to a close for the day but in the morning the first thing i said was um, yeah, I was, my patience was running out. I knew it was a scammer and I wanted to, you know, I did want to do a little bit of confrontation. So I said, um, before we continue talking, um, I want, I'd like to ask you a favor. Will you please send me a picture of yourself holding up three fingers? Uh, that was my, this is my verification request. Yeah. I just figure you're not going to find that many pictures of people holding up three fingers and you're definitely not going to find a Russian looking model holding up three fingers right yeah, it would be a, it, it would be a challenge um 
And of course, the predictable response was, why do I get the feeling you don't trust me? You know, this kind of uh, yeah. guilt yeah. trip thing. Um, and I, I said, uh, well, you know, you've professed uh, uh, that you're a very honest person and you highly value honesty and that you're looking for, you know, genuine relationship and all of this. So it doesn't seem like it would be that big of a problem for you to just send me a picture to verify, you know, that you are who you say you are. Um, and so she tried to get me to send one first, and I said, "I'll I will definitely take one if you if you take if you send me one first. Um, and so she did. She sent me she sent me a picture, uh, and the picture made me laugh uh, <laughs> pretty hard. It was a brown, very not Russian skin tone hand, like held held down with the camera focusing only on the fingers and it was four fingers by the way not three <laughs> and they, they were kind of long decorative painted fingernails um but like it was totally not what i asked for and definitely not the person <laughs> the pictures from hinge and like I, I made me laugh really hard um actually like and i you know obviously the text responses after that point were pretty, uh, were me also laughing and saying, ha ha. Yeah. Nice try. Um, <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah. uh, and, and things came to a close pretty quickly after that. Cause she was like, I'm getting tired of playing these games. I'm, you know, I'm not going to continue talking with someone who doesn't trust me. <laughs> and I was like, okay, yeah. bye. Okay. <laughs> but the picture, uh. I don't know. I just thought it was, I don't. I don't know who it was. I imagine in my in my mind's eye. Four fingers, though. Why even get that part wrong? That's strange. Yeah. <laughs> like this made me think that this person is just not too bright. Um, I, I in my mind's eye, it's just some Brazilian guy living with his mom, and he had to run upstairs and say, "Mom, hold out your hand so I can take this picture." <laughs> Yes, yes. <laughs> and she held out her hand, and he took the picture with four fingers. I, I can, I'll send you the, uh, the, the picture. I would it. like um, to see because that is. I'll, so... Actually, I'll send it. I'll send it to you right now. And yeah, um, I want to look at it. Sadly, <laughs> our, uh, our, our listeners will miss out on this, um, this little bit of entertainment. But you, maybe you can describe the, uh, the picture. All right, I send it to you. Is this on phones or on... This uh, is on phones, telecommunications. Yeah. Oh, I see it's downloading. Oh, yeah. Really weird. That's so strange to do for. Right, and this is um, this is a picture of the person from the uh, from the profile. So just... I also don't mean to... You can tell if someone's pretty... Well, I guess you can't tell if they're overweight just by their hand always, but like it can, sus- not always, I but that I suspected so if as well. Bigger, if they're I, big, I, when they have plump fingers, you know, right? So. Like, did you oh, see yeah, the second not picture? Even close. Yeah, not yeah. definitely not the same person, but you can understand why I entertained um, the conversation yeah. for yeah. Uh, as long as I did to start with. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, uh, that was my uh, that was my interesting experience. I have to say, um, it, it was, I guess, not the worst, not the worst dating interaction I've ever had. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it's just disappointing, man. Uh, uh, yeah, it really it really is. But it's weird how that's pro- that's like fairly common. Like that might be more yeah. common than some sincerity. There might be less. Like the scales are are really tilted toward insincerity uh, in the in the 
digital dating world. Yeah, yeah, they definitely are. I, I think this particular kind of crypto scam has become more more popular lately. Well, it's um, a little well. mysterious. People haven't fully bought on board, but there's some legitimacy to it. And so it's intriguing. So, well, right. yeah, when something's intriguing and new, it's ripe for, for exploitation. Right. And I guess there's no intermediating bank or anything. So it's not like you can go to your bank and say, you know, hey, I got scammed. Can you help can me? You yeah. Give yeah, me yeah. my money to, back. To what degree am I like protected? That. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So. Uh, well, well, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you should just well, quit. Just quit I hope. I, yeah. Well. No, I, I didn't. I mean, the this person apparently was trying to scam someone else and got reported and removed. So, but I'll, I will definitely be um, wary of future. I'm just gonna only only match with ugly people. I think it's gonna be my strategy. There you go. There you go. Who would be an ugly scammer? That wouldn't work out. <laughs> that's how. Yeah, yeah. It's just that your standards. Yeah, that's what it is. Um, how how adventurous are you feeling today? Pretty advent this adventurous. Whoa, that's yeah. pretty. You can see what tell I was doing by there. the strain. Yeah, I was really um, doing the thing, whereas you know the gesticulation that demonstrates uh, uh, adventure. Adventurousness. Yes. Well, I know that when it comes to adventure, nothing gets you more uh, gets your adventurousness aroused than uh, <laughs> <laughs> than etymology. I do like as etymological as everyone, etymological adventures. Everyone is adventurous when it comes to etymology. So how about we uh, we do adventures in etymology? Do you remember this? Yes, song? yes, I do. We've only done it like twice, maybe twice? two or three times. Yeah. Okay. So uh, the way this works is I have some word, either words or idioms. This time they're words, and I present you three possible origin stories for each of the words, and you just have to decide which one is the real um, etymological origin of the word. I think I was wrong on all of them last time. You, you have not yet gotten a single one correct in all of our adventures. Kudos to you, and it also, I think, because we understand each other, yeah. the that's the disadvantage in this case, because or advantage for you in crafting these and I'm attracted to the things that your brain's attracted to and so Yeah. Yeah. That I, makes sense. Yeah. I can I, try that's what to think is happening. Well I think that I think we talked about this maybe a little bit, but yeah, our 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 we're on the same brain brain length. Yeah, as they brain say. Wa- the, the, brain the length. wave of our smarts is the length of our hearts. Yeah. <laughs> See we <laughs> finish each other's <laughs> Uh, grammatical constructs yeah <laughs> um so and, and and how i construct these is i think about the word and i come up with where I, what i think the origin is and i write it down and only then do i look up the real the real answer how do you so, decide on a word just an interesting word like kudos yeah, like in, yeah an that would be a good word could, yeah if i'm yeah. reading or listening to something and they say a word huh. I'm like, i wonder where that word came from then i write and it down. are you including like expressions little idiomatic yes could be this time it's yeah. not any no idioms but um but i do have some of those on the list anyway uh, this time the unifying theme is tools these are all tools that um that people use to in a little okay. kind of a broad kind of a broad sense. So the first word is wheelbarrow, 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 we, wheelbarrow. Yeah. We always say wheelbarrow, but wheelbarrow, wheelbarrow. Yeah. Okay. So the um, first um, 
do, do you want to take a uh, well, why no, you... I want to listen. I'm just letting my brain wander to see where it, and, and, you know, anyway. So maybe my strategy is to go ahead and think of some in my head without saying it out loud, seeing what you read, and then not eliminating, those. yeah, not choosing <laughs> the ones that align. <laughs> All right, so we'll, we'll, you can try that strategy out. The first possible definition of wheelbarrow is it's, it's a simplifying of wheeled barrow, B-A-R-R-O-W, so the, the wheel part is pretty obvious because um, you know has a wheel a wheelbarrow has a wheel yeah. on it, but a barrow, which I'm I'm sure you're familiar with, it's an old English word for a hill, right? It's oh, usually I'm so a, familiar with it. Well, it's usually a hill over a tomb or a grave. You know, barrows. Okay. I don't, I don't know if you've heard that or not. I'm actually but, not particularly, but uh, barrow. Okay. okay. But I've heard barrow, the, the barrows. I feel like I've read that in poetry. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's in it's in a lot of like medieval fantasy stuff. Anything okay. set because. People were buried in barrows. Anyway, barrows, a wheeled barrow. Um, so the, the wheelbarrow reportedly got its name during the construction of uh, the very famous Dunstanburg Castle in northern England. This was around the 1300s. The laborers, they used to carry uh, large amounts of dirt around in, in what came to be known as wheelbarrows. It looked like there was a barrow, you know, a hill of dirt, being moved around, wheeled around, so wheelbarrow, wheelbarrow. That's kind of where it came from. Plausible. All right, so that's the first first potential origin. The second one is it's a combination of wheel and borrow, B-O-R-R-O-W. Um, and this one, it actually came from impoverished Irish peasants. This was back in the 1700s. Uh, and they would share cookware and other things between homes, and they would use wheelbarrows to transport the really heavy things. So <laughs> for really small items, you could just borrow them. But when you had to, uh, when you had to share large items, you'd need a wheelbarrow. You had to actually borrow via this wheeled contraption, wheelbarrow. Not bad. Um, so it seems silly, <laughs> like peasants need, uh, well, exchanging anyway. Well, it's Irish. It's the Irish phrasing of it. And I can't. I don't have a good Irish accent, but I need a wheelbarrow. I need a wheelbarrow. You have to wheel okay. the bar. Anyway, all right. The third option is that it's a combination of wheel again and the old English word for basket, and that word is barrow. B a r e w e barrow wheel barrow. This is also from the 1300s, uh, and the reason why is because the first wheelbarrows were actually, they were more like woven wicker stretchers than they were, you know, the, the modern metal thing with a wooden frame. It was like this basket-like thing with a wheel on the front. So it's a wheeled basket, essentially, a wheelbarrow. Um, I want to choose that one. Uh, that's my gut, and the reason my... That they all seem plausible. They're all actually excellent definitions. I enjoy hearing this just to you you create like kudos I guess a second kudos I'm giving you, but like you create uh very plausible definitions. Um the wheeled basket beru uh sounds like it's far enough. Here's my reasoning: is it's far enough away from the word barrow or borrow because that's where my brain would go in your position. I wasn't familiar with borrows as much, but or barrows as much, but you are, and then borrow. But beru would be something you would have to go a step further and uh, my guess is look up, like, you know, Old English, or what did you say it was? Beru? Yeah, it was o- Old English, beru. So, like, I think, 
I'd just be impressed if you made that up because it's a, an, a it, you didn't let your mind wander and make it up and then do that. Like you, you would have to do additional research just to verify your lie. Or this, it's not the old word for, or it's not an old English word for basket, which would be even even I'd be more impressed. But I'm just choosing the third one, the the basket, beru, mm. as the actual term. You got it right. This is your yes! first, your first yes! adventure, successful adventure. Congratulations. Woo! You got uh, it right. Seriously, compliments to you for the first two. They were very plausible. And like Barrow and Barrow, I'm, I'm with you. Uh, yeah. The Barrow sounds the f- furthest stretch. Like that was, that's really what I did. I, I, yeah. I like my new strategy. I think I'm going to get them all now. <laughs> I, think we should, I think we should actually just all collectively agree that wheeled barrow is the right origin for wheelbarrow because no, that the was best the one. best story yes <sighs> the second one i chuckled nah, but then yeah. you know like it just was like that's got to be him making that up uh but the first one like absolutely feels legitimate yeah. uh, i might tell people i think we should just take your stories and make them the, the, the new yeah that's thing. what i'm saying we should overwrite history the <laughs> The victors write history, and I obviously, think hearing them all at once, like there's a likely likelihood that you revisit some old one you did, and I don't remember. I just remember liking whatever whatever story I found myself most attracted to is the one I think is real. Yeah. You know, like our bias yeah. in you you've thrown them all three at me. I don't know, it got jumbled, and I just stuck with the one that was most attractive to me. Yeah. Um, okay, let's go. Are to you the ready next for one. the second yeah. word? Yeah. All right, this word is spatula. You know what a spatula is, right? I do. Um, okay. So strange word, very awkward in the it mouth. It is. Spatula. It is awkward, and and which is why I chose sp- it. And it's flat, right? A spatula is always flat. Could yeah. you give me the definition of a spatula? I mean, it's a cooking utensil that's flat, and you you flip the flip pancakes, or you can just yeah, flip I things. And I didn't, you know, I didn't record the actual definition. Okay, I but I just want to make sure I'm understanding spatula completely. I want to make sure it's the one I think it is. I mean, I know <laughs> the kitchen utensils, but like, you know what it I mean? Is. There's so many different yeah. uh, kitchen utensils that kind of look like that. Like when I look at it, like one of them looks like those, those with the really rubbery and has like, they're, they're almost like shaped like as yeah. a right angle, but then it comes down like a D on the, like that's not what I think of when I think of a spatula every time. Uh, I think of it as these, the ooh, like this one's metal and it looks like you'd flip burgers yeah. at, at a fast food joint. That's what I think of, and it's like a wooden handle. But there's, a, there's just yeah, See, it kind of proves to me if you look up Google Image spatula that you get one with holes, like circular holes, ones that are solid, they're metal, yeah. they're plastic, they're rubber. Um, anything flat seems to be the consistent the consistent thing. Okay, give me your your etymology. All right. So the first the first option is uh, the spatula. It's a it's a word with Russian origins. Actually, it's from the ver- the Russian verb spotsny spotsny, uh, which means to spread or smear. Uh, coincidentally, it's the same root uh, in Russian for the word mortar, which is spotsla. So to, I guess it was originally used for spreading um, mortar on bricks. Uh, okay. So when you can combine it with the suffix eula, U-L-A, that denotes a thing that performs an action in Russian. So a spatula is a thing that spreads or smears. Okay. I'll take that with me. Okay. <laughs> I'm holding on to it. I don't want to give you anything because I feel like I'm going to talk myself. Like I feel like it's secretive. Like I have to keep it all in my head and then I'll do better. So go. The uh, the second the second option uh, is that it's it's named after its purported origin city, 
uh, which is sapatu, sipatu, I don't know how you say it. I assume it's sapatu in Spain. Um, it's near the border with France. Uh, it's about midway between Toulouse and Barcelona. So in the mid to late 1800s, the French were famous for their baked goods. Uh, and the Spanish border town saw a boon, a boom in confectioners. Uh, and they invented this tool to aid in their creations. It was originally known as a sapatu knife, uh, or in Spanish, a sapatula cuchillo, uh, sapatula. <laughs> it was eventually shortened into sapatula, spatula, um, is how it was anglicized. Man, that's good. Okay. The third, uh, the third option is that it's from the Greek word spathe, uh, which refers to a broad, flat blade that was often used by weavers. Um, it's actually the same origin as the word for spade, spathe and spade. Uh, and this eventually made its way to Latin uh, as spatha, and then the diminutive form of spatha is spatula, spatula. So it came from Greek to Latin to English. Okay. I've got no idea, um, and here's why. These are less... I mean, you've got the Roman, then you got the city. The you said not? Did you Russian. say Roman? I mean, Russian, 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 Spotsny. Okay. So that with the spreading, which is sort of more. That's the biggest story you gave me. Um, and then the sapato knife or whatever from Spain, and then Greek spatha, spatha, spatha. But you sort of made. I think the brilliance of this one is that. I like etymologies when it's told in the form of stories. If you give me just historical, like this place in this in this region of the world, and then this and this, and you gave me some translations, I glaze over. I don't. I'm not attaching it to meaning. It feels academic. It feels boring, and I'm not going to remember. And they all sound equally credible, um, which is why I'm going to eliminate the 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 russian one because it was the most story based i'm gonna assume that you were also attracted to stories and that you made that one up um um and then then maybe you were struggling for another one you i'm gonna guess the spain spatu knife because you're like okay i can kind of go and then your third one sounded like you were almost mimicking the academia or the the boring version like you were you were like oh i haven't really done that yet so you kind of shifted gears made up and so i'm going with sapato knife spain all right you got it wrong ah <laughs> all right what is it it's the last one the boring the greek one uh, the one that has the, the most one. boring yeah. yeah the most boring one yeah okay. so it actually came from greek see i was speculating you actually went out of order like you got the russian one Mm-hmm. And then you looked it up because you just maybe that would help inspire you, and then you modeled it. But no, okay. Yeah, I'll Spot be honest. I, was good. I was did all that struggle. made up. Yeah, that was totally made up. There's no city called Sapatu, and all. Yeah, it was. To- I don't oh know. man, that was good. It's all <laughs> the, the Russian is all made up too. None of that is real. <laughs> Um, so you were, was... in the previous question, you were just telling me you'd be really impressed if I made up Baru for basket and all that and yes and you I did making it go as far as that yeah, the russian one wasn't that story based uh um, no it, visual it gave but me yeah visuals. it was very visual. i guess okay i shouldn't say narrative i should just say either visual like compelling visuals that i like go oh yeah it is kind of like brick and mortar stuff and like mm-hmm. and in fact as i scroll through here and i stopped scrolling because i didn't want to like i didn't want an unfair advantage to be honest i'm seeing some 
spatulas for his pizza and stainless steel now that I'm reading the bottom, but it looks like a freaking like, you know, the triangular shape with a yeah. flat. And it was like, oh, that that's a spatula. And I was like, oh, have I just gained an unfair advantage that this is, that's the one. And then I just didn't want to, I didn't think too hard about it. I didn't want to. I had a, yeah, I had a real hard time coming up with fake uh, definitions for that. Cause well, the word, the Greek the word one, is, you said, so the Greek one was the real one. Could, could you yeah. tell me a little more? I literally glazed and don't remember. It's, Spathe, spathe, S P A T H E. It's from the Greek word spathe or spath. Okay. I don't know how Which you Which means it. what? Uh, it means a broad, flat blade that's used by okay. weavers. Yeah, boring. So, yeah, pretty boring. All right, you ready for the third and final one? Yes, I am. Lantern. You know what a lantern is? Yes, I do. It's usually green. Yes. No, uh,. The light. It's a light. It's a mobile a thing. You put a candle in it, or flame, or usually, yep. or I mean, not anymore. It can just be. <coughs> bless you. <One> more. <coughs> Sorry. Bless you. Um, but yeah, uh, they can be paper lanterns if you're in Japan or something or Asia. Right. Uh, right. It can yeah. be like if you're in England, you like you like wear a maybe like a a robe and like and you come out like disoriented like for some noises and it's like very like uh ghostly at night and you're like who's there who's there or <laughs> and and you're holding it and you're and it, you know you got the cap on with the ball yeah. at the end and you're just like what's going on um those that's what a lantern is crap i don't know that's my entire first option <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, um all right so so the first the first the first potential definition i'm not quite there but it's a very good narrative uh-huh. It's an uh, it's an old nautical term coined by sailors. Uh, they used to navigate the coastlines by night, and so in order to see the edge of the coast or the land turns where the land turns, uh, lighting devices were hung on rocky outcroppings or prominent pieces of land to light the way. There were torches, kerosene lamps, and later lighthouses. But um, the phrase Lantern up ahead originally referred to the lay of the land, but because these lights were always placed on them, they became known as lanterns. Lanterns. I uh, love it. That was great, and it has been written all over it. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> well, you never know. The, uh, the second one is uh, another Greek origin story. So this is from the Greek word lampter, L-A-M-P-T-E-R, uh, which meant a torch or a beacon fire. Uh, it's the same, obviously, the same root word as lamp uh, as well. And so over, Fine, over time. But it's boring. It's just exposing my lack of knowledge. Like, okay, go ahead. You could over just do time, that in any language. Over time, it morphed into lantern. Lampter became lantern. And boring. Okay. All right. Well, then the last the last option is that it's actually French. It's from a French saying. Part of my French here. Lanterun. Lanterun. La ante run. It means before the run. Uh, it referred to lighting of lamps and candles, among other duties, uh, for the French army messengers under Napoleon. They would make morning deliveries. So the commanders they would look to the messenger barracks to see if the lights were lit, uh, looking for the la ante run, the light before the run, which would signify news would be arriving soon. Lantern. <laughs> under Napoleon, eh? <laughs> Napoleon. Napoleon. I think you're just experimenting, Bonaparte. throwing out, throwing out like generals and like war. It's pretty safe territory that I'm not. I'm not particularly studied in. And like, 
I hate to go back to the Greek one. It's just too. It's almost too. It's so boring that it and simple that you well, would have been. Too I'm sure you're familiar. I'm sure you're familiar with you know many words that we use have like Shakespearean yeah. origin and stuff. They have interesting yeah. stories behind and, them. Yeah, uh-huh. And so you know it's not impl- it's not implausible that words have interesting origin stories. That no, it's a you're 100 percent right. I just think you would have spiced up the Greek one more if there were more. Like if it would have been you, it would have been spicier and it was boring, too boring for Bennett to even fake. So I'm going with Greek again. Oh, you got it again. Yeah. Oh, no. I'm going to have to alter my strategy. Now. Lantern was good. Lantern's Lantern. the best. Lantern is what <laughs> I what thought. That's what I'm going to remember. <laughs> Lantern is what I thought might be real. And if it's not, it should be. I'm, I'm, I'm back when we were joking about rewriting history, you might be rewriting it in my brain. Like it's not, I won't remember Greek lamb, lampter or whatever. The uh, Greeks were I, so lame. Like, what were they even thinking? Lamp yeah. yeah, boring. Um, I and then I think you were being cheeky about just I can start to mention things that make Daniel glaze and say Napo- under Napoleon. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like that was just you taking a jab, like a little mean spirited. Like if That's I not just not no no no. You're right. It's not. But it's funny. It's just like pushing the envelope on like and I'm, and I'm, I'm on to you. I'm letting you know. I'm on to you. you if you just start throwing out. I'm gonna uh, grow in suspicion there. Um, uh, so I'm learn. I'm I'm learning. You are point. learning. I'm gonna have um, to get more clever. I, I'll also <laughs> admit that I, I wasn't as diligent as I could have been. I I, I made the uh, I made the decision to try to get three words that were thematically similar. There were tools. There were things that people use. Yeah. I have a big I have a big list of words, and I have maybe maybe twenty um all already done and ready to go. Um. And I wanted some unifying theme, but when I did that, I didn't pay attention that, you know, there were three, an- essentially all three answers were the boring, you know, the boring yes. academic definition. And I need to make sure that. You spice, um, you, yeah, your answers. I can't, I can't be predictable. Be spread yeah. out in terms of. Yeah, right. Yeah. I can't, I can't let you pick up on a pattern. And the um, fact that, I mean, it's almost, this is a tough way. You might in the future need to look up words first with interesting for interesting backgrounds. But that, I know that that <clears throat> starts to encrin- or encroach upon your uh, creativity because you can't unsee the actual answers and it's better to be open. But right. then you're going to look up answers and get boring answers pretty frequently, I'm guessing. That it'll yeah, just I'm say not... The- I'm not that bothered that you get them right. Uh, and, you know, maybe maybe you're getting a little too sure of yourself because at this point you've only gotten two correct out of all of them. Like nine so, or so. If, it, if yeah. we've done it twice, maybe three times. Yeah, yeah so two. maybe two, you're maybe two for nine. Um, yeah, we can't so sit I, here and say I figured it out. I, have, yeah. I don't have the key. I, but I'm not going to get too worried. Free, there's something freeing about when you're opening the door, you're speaking as if, you know, it's true. I like when you're pitching this, you're saying... Oh, it actually happened this way, this way, and this way. Um, but you're fabricating places, origins, people, generals, wars, whatever. <laughs> and when you're doing that, like... Who is Napoleon? That's obviously fake. It's like an ice cream or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like the French flag ice cream. It has pink and brown and white, just like the French flag. 
<laughs> I mean, you have. Are you allowing yourself if you're just like I need a French uh, general, and I'm just gonna. So I would like if I were in the position of making these up, I would just Google French generals to throw <laughs> out a name that regardless of year just to get a french sounding name like you should yeah, allow sure. yourself those yeah yeah i mean i did that actually with um wheelbarrow the dunstenberg castle i don't yeah yeah you needed a name is. there right actually i don't remember if i looked up a real castle or not i probably did just famous be... castles just to throw it out there yeah right just <laughs> i mean no that's a good idea just in case your castle you have castle knowledge that i don't anticipate <laughs> yeah <laughs> Dunstan, you mean Dunstan Wary Castle? <laughs> Jerk off? Like, gotcha. Like, it'd be funny if that's the two things. You, you pitched the same thing in which was Dunstan Ber- Dunstan Berg and Dunstan Wary. <laughs> and that's the only that's the only difference yeah, like, in the what? two options. <laughs> yeah. It's the worst game ever. Dunstanville or something. You know, they're all three of the same. Um, that's funny. And I have to listen to the story three times. That's the worst part. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh-huh. Well, good job. Uh, good job. You you did infinitely more times better than you've done before, um, and infinity is no small feat. So good job. You're. It just I wasn't strategizing before. I was literally. I was. I was the person that you wanted me to be. Just like kind of pick the one you're most attracted to, uh, and now mm-hmm. I'm avoiding the one I'm most attracted to. So. <laughs> Uh, so it's very similar to my dating strategy now to avoid scammers, <laughs> yeah. I guess. I don't pick the ones I'm most attracted to. Yeah. Uh, everything ties together. Yeah, full um, circle. Full life, circle of life. Circle of, when life gives you a circle. Circles. Of, of circle, little yellow circles, you know, make. Squeeze them. Make lemons, you know. Yep. Um. So, do you recall, uh, let's see, I don't know how many episodes ago this was, but do you remember we uh, imagined a world where we had uh, consumer-grade teleporters, like they were the size of refrigerators? Yes. And, and then we the did the ramifications, it. we explored the, the, like, what would that do to life as we know it? Yeah. And then we had another one, which was the Insomnitron, the device that lets you, um, lets you feel like you've slept even when you haven't unless you recharge your energy your sleep energy remember that one yes yes so i've got another one uh another one for you today that we can Have talk you named about these segments like sci-fi no, no. Real, real sci-fi real life or something no i didn't name them because i just couldn't think of a really catchy uh a catchy thing just sci-fi tech introduced today which isn't that's not catchy what's the acronym for that stit Maybe I should just call it uh, tech introduced today, in parentheses, sci-fi, and it can be tits. <laughs> yeah. But that's not it's thematically. Time for tits and tits time for, for tits. tits. I don't know. But that's not thematically appropriate or appropriate in general. So, yeah, uh, yeah so I'm, we're just going to leave this nameless and we'll just talk, talk about it. Okay, give me a sci-fi and, item. So um, this time, I don't have a catchy name for the product either, but... Well, let me set it up for you. Well, this so, is just crappy. You've not sold me on this segment. I'm really sorry. I <laughs> profoundly apologize to you and every all both people listening. Like, very sorry. <laughs> um, so you know how our telecommunications have evolved through time. We had you know the old uh, telephone, which was big and bulky, and you know on your table or wall or whatever, and then it got you know a little smaller, but still hung on your wall with a little curly cord, and then we got like car phones, you know, which were a little bit more portable. And then we got our Nokia 
brick phones. The brick, and, yep. yeah, and the razor, and yep. yeah, got the, and they got smaller and more convenient, more portable. And now we have, you know, uh, iPhones and AirPods and watches. But and... even like FaceTime and Zoom, like we, we we communicate. I mean, I don't prefer FaceTime and that sort of thing. But yeah, yeah, we've just definitely evolved on how we like communicate for sure, like in so real the, time. Right. So the communication devices, the, the pattern has been more portable, smaller, easier to interact with. Um, and so w- what if... What if the next stage in communications technology was, whether it's a device or or something else, it's two way two way telepathy. So the ability to communicate with another person without any device, without having to pull something out of your pocket and dial it or whatever, you don't have to speak out loud. You can just you know maybe there is some kind of dial mechanism. Like you think of the person and then the other person gets a little itch behind their ear or something and they know, oh yeah, Daniel's trying to call me. And then you can answer and you basically can have this conversation just like we're doing now, but it's all in your head. No one can overhear it. You can't, you know, you don't have to speak or anything. You're just having this um, communication. But I have the ability to accept or reject. So I'm yes, sitting yeah. there watching a movie and it's like Bennett going, hey, hey, I'm here. I'm here. I want to express an idea and I can say not not yeah you can like, you can totally ignore decline it decline call or whatever yeah and I wanted to make it like let's also imagine that you can kind of um, go to silent mode or whatever so it's not like you're always getting bing bings in your head yes. you know, people wanting to talk to you um, so it's, it's just like a telephone in the sense that you you get to control when when you communicate but all of the device requirements and like service requirement all of that stuff is gone it's just two way um, communication yeah. te- telepathically, any distance, and all of that. So that's that's okay. my that's my idea. Okay. Yeah. How does this impact How, people, me, society? Uh, yes. Like, yes. What, all, gets all, be- what gets better? What are the drawbacks? All. Of yeah. That? All of that stuff. My first. Um, I'll, I'll start selfishly and 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 local, like locally, and then move more global. If that sounds like a path to discuss. That sounds um, like the ideal path. Okay. To, to so discuss. on a personal me level, I. Uh, I recognize that I've, and anyone, including you, will will would say this. Anyone that knows me, I'm a I'm a bad texter, and uh, I have not adopted like I don't do FaceTime, or a lot of people just that's their natural like go to. They make a call, they're just FaceTiming, and I've resisted advances past my, I guess like you know, uh, adolescent stage in life where like. I literally was calling you as a kid and calling your house and then your dad would answer it. Right, right. You know, then I, so I'm still just a phone person. So I understand I'm a little bit of a Luddite when I haven't adopted the new tech tech as, as readily. And I think part of it, I've, I've never really understood why am I not, why do I resist this? I think there's true fatigue about being plugged in digitally, like always being available. That's just not how we always being available to everyone is exhausting even that idea and we keep going that route and we keep mm-hmm. being um available and that's like sometimes i don't want to be i want to just shower or go on a walk or have my day it doesn't matter what the thing is i just don't want to owe anyone anything uh-huh, um, i totally agree well i think and, maybe maybe the reason why you and i as well don't don't like that constant availability. Maybe it has something to do with our personality as planners, right? Like we want to know what's coming around the corner. 
And if anyone could at any time just call you and force a conversation upon you, I mean, obviously they can't force it, but they it's are obtrusive when I'm like, I've had a long day at work. I'm setting, I'm so excited about my watching my show right now. I'm watching mm-hmm. Nip Tuck. I'm rewatching all of it. And like, I got my food and then like my dad calls and I love my dad. This is not a, but I'll just be like, no, no, like, no, <laughs> this, this is not the time. Like, and it could be anyone, but like, and I don't, and there's nothing personal about that rejection of the call. It's the timing and the, and the holy crap, I, this is my moment of peace. And I, I mean peace because like I, this is, I've crafted this in a lot of ways. Like I've chosen to put on this show. I've earned, this is the payoff. And it's all around planning. Like you said, I've earned this moment. Like mm-hmm. I've earned it. It's my thing. I've looked forward to it. It's part of my routine. And the idea that I'm just going to like, put down my food and like yeah yeah so uh so, on a, in a selfish way this this is like oh gosh like we're just one step closer to uh constant connectivity that is uh i'm not i'm gonna go a step further a little more provocative and say that i'm right it's not just a personal preference i think that the digital fatigue weighs on people even the more social because i'm fairly social and extroverted even uh i mean i don't know i'm a little on the fence but uh I am like I can be extroverted. I, I so let me. Um, I, I hear what you're saying, and I definitely agree with all of your philosophical takes on digital, uh, you know, attention spreading and all, always having to be available and on all of that. But but allow me to play the part of a marketer for this okay. two-way telepathy. Yeah. This is not digital. This isn't a digital device. You know, you're not going to have. Um, your attention stolen away while you, you know, Twitter about with your thumbs on this thing. You don't have to deal with updates and uh, operating systems and you know, <laughs> Telegram apps and scam. You don't have to deal with all of that stuff. Like it's just in your head. It's just communication. Right. This is not going to have when a you're, when you're, spam calls. This is free from that. Exactly. It's totally free from that. And think about it when you're face to face with a person. You know, you're conversing with just them and, you know, you probably have privacy and whatever. And this is just like it's almost the idealized form of a telephone because it's it's still your communication with that person. There's no barrier. There's no technological barrier between you. You're having the conversation. You know, obviously you don't get to see their face or anything, but um, but it's, it is the purest. It's the essence of the telephone. Um, and okay, well. And it would it wouldn't uh, it wouldn't steal your attention any more than you allow it to, um, you know there, I you know I when I imagine this being real I could Im- I could imagine that it develops in such a way that people find the barrier to entry so low that they're always calling and pestering you you know like if you like if you were in class and your student said something really funny. Um, you might just call me real quick and telepath me real quick and be like, ah, my student just said this. And yeah, yeah. It, it, if society develops such that everyone was always, just always in a conversation, then to me, that would be exhausting for you. I don't know. Maybe, you know, maybe you would find that a pleasant expansion of your social interactions. Um, Let, okay. I think, I think the barrier to entry there's a there's a beauty in that. So it's not that I resist technology and the advancements. I I I'm resisting the 
instant gratification and constant connectivity. So I actually think with all our digital, like like Netflix is better. It's better to have access to like every movie digitally than the ones I have on my shelf, like or mm-hmm. what I went out to Best Buy and bought back when I was in high school, right? But mm-hmm. that's the that seems like the obvious answer, but I'm not convinced it is. I think it was. I think my value of movies has gone down. Instead of saying I want to watch this movie and I anticipate it and I read about it and I, you know, buy and I, I put it in my collection and I take pride in the and I look at the art and I open the package and I get annoyed and I have to do the glue remover because the freaking DVD seal at the top and the bottom. Are you kidding me? And like I and I earned it and I put it on my shelf and people come by and go, oh look at Daniel, he's this kind of movie watcher. And like I rewatch it with friends, and hey, I've got a copy of this. Ooh, you do? We should get together and watch it. Like I think right. this delayed sense of gratification or whatever it is is like a really special thing. And I think um, even like the phone thing is not much of one, but there is like a, I have to pick up, find your name, click dial. Like there's a lot of little stuff. I hope you answer. Uh, and I um, that's small, and it's a weird comparison, but I do think. My, I just wanted to be clear that it's when you talked about my gripe with all the social media stuff isn't the fact that I have to have the latest system or that sometimes like do I get really annoyed by slow acting and, and buggy systems? Yes, in fact, we were talking about that earlier. But uh, it that's not my gripe with tech. My gripe with tech is the instant gratification component. And you're saying let's take it, you know, a, a pretty big step further. And so uh, so yeah. All right. Well. It, it this is difficult because I, I agree with everything you're saying, but I feel like I have to I have to argue a little bit. I have to argue the point a little bit. So, I mean, I'm big on um, delayed gratification as well. But couldn't you make the same argument against like automatic transmissions in your car or even cars themselves? Like, if if you're so big into delayed gratification, why don't you walk to school? You know, like yeah. it's a convenience thing that you drive and that you use an automatic transmission. Okay. It, I mean, it isn't isn't this just an extra convenience? Like it's it's not allowing you to teleport to the person you're talking to and you know interact with them directly. It's just it's making it instead of having a plastic and aluminum box in your hand, like now you don't. Not, but you still get to right. Have a I mean, look, there's certain certainly limitations to my argument because I want airplanes and I don't want to like never be able to go overseas unless I get in a boat and paddle myself do you know what i mean like i'm not mm-hmm. i'm certainly for the advancement of technology and this is an advancement that you're speaking of so i can't use my previous statements just to say we need to stop everything we're doing now or things will get worse because obviously faster and more efficient like is is holistically better um even like with a you know teleportation like the questions like do i enjoy f- like uh Okonomiyaki, what's that called? What's yeah, the, that's the, it, you're right. Yeah, Okonomiyaki, like the fact that and maybe in 15 years I go back to Japan and I fly and and, and like and like that will add to the experience of the, the pleasure of getting that fresh Okonomiyaki at, mm-hmm. the, at you know, Osaka, Osaka or whatever, wherever it was. And like, yeah, you're right. But like, and whereas if I could just teleport and have it now, like, uh, uh, I don't know. Like, like, there's something. There's definitely something diminished by just having it constantly available, or being able to order something off of Amazon, like maybe a candy bar that, like, I don't know. So it's I the don't journey, re- not the destination. Uh, I hate that I'm kind of making that case because I don't fully agree. <laughs> because I'm not saying we should go back to like horse and buggies or 
so I don't know the balance. So how much weight does right. mine carry? I, no, I get so, what you're saying. I, I I do understand, and I I tend to I tend to agree with you. But let's you know, there's cost and benefit to everything. So you've outlined a cost, which is you know, the the you've now given in to the temptation of instant gratification, you know, if, if we well, were to accept it. Yeah, they, but it's just... small. And like, it's the fatigue that I'm actually, it's like mental health ramifications. And I think the re, I think there is something about, we, we live like in a lot of ways in this in, industrial society that like we live in a society that our, our bodies and our, the evolution, our minds aren't quite like, like it seems so normal for us to have what's a standard 40 hour work week, but really people work a lot more than that sometimes. Um, and this is all feels very normal to us, but it's kind of different and bizarre. Like we live in a very like like technology is evolving way faster than our brains, and so we have all of this. We have this pretty wild society that we were not designed like we're not necessarily prepared for. So our brains are being tapped. We're being loaded with like cool like access to so many things and we don't know how to sort it all out so no wonder like mental health is skyrocketing and or issues are skyrocketing yeah. and and also we're trying to have a conversation about it in some ways for the first time because it used to be ultra taboo and well, so we've definitely yeah i mean we've definitely hacked our brains in a way you know like you know, video games are notorious for you know having predatory practices that get you addicted to it kind of in the same sense that gambling does yeah, um, yeah, and you know that's an in, video games and gambling. Those are human inventions that prey upon our, um, you know, our our yeah, so risk, risk reward. All systems. these social media apps are designed to do that to exploit the the effects or and, things that keep us on it and all of that. Yeah, and you know we evolved to live in tribe small, relatively small tribes um, of you know 100, 200 people or less. Right, and you know here we are living in a world where. You, know, you can get on your tw- your Twitter account and be connected <laughs> to a hundred thousand people or more. You know, like yeah, we're super interconnected. So yeah, and so and what you're talking about is like that connectivity. Call it tech or not, I don't like your pitch was interesting and a little provocative, but like it's not the uh, physicality. Uh, well, or so the systems. I, I even though you know we ha- we have similar complaints about you know the digital age and modern technology, but I really don't think this. I don't think this really impinges on all of that too much. Like it's still like, like another positive that I thought of is the privacy component, right? Like on a, on a telephone, you know, if you're walking around outside, people can overhear your conversation or maybe you have to whisper if you're, you know, in the grocery store checkout line or whatever, like there's a privacy component. And with this, there's no privacy issue, right? Yeah, like you, no, you're, you're directly, right. you're directly talking to the person you want to talk to, you don't have to verbalize it. I, quick, I guess you could, but you don't quick have Quick question. To. I'm not, like, I get control of, over what thoughts I'm sending to you, right? Yes, like obviously. If, you, if yeah. you responded in a way I didn't like and I didn't want to reveal that I was unhappy, I wouldn't yeah, ha- you would, have Yeah, you wouldn't have to. Uh, imagine that it's exactly like you're having a telephone conversation, yeah. except, okay. you know. I figured that was the case. You don't have to way, speak. Yeah. Like, there's no weird, like, you know, if I were making a sci-fi movie Mind out of this. Thing. Yeah. Then I might It'd have to go admit- wrong. That's the thing that would go wrong. Someone would right. hack that's, it. And there's no right. filter now, and now all your honesty yeah. is just laid bare, kind of. Right, thing. and that's the that's the movie version. But this is the podcast, the third space <laughs> podcast, tits version. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so there's none of that. There's none of that. 
But so, 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 okay. so the privacy component, you don't have to, you know, the, you don't have to pay Verizon for it, you know, so right. the, the cost savings, like maybe the, the, I mean, obviously it's attractive by the way. So I was being sort of devil's advocate about like, like this is just better, like every, in, in every freaking conceivable way. I'm actually more curious. My mind goes to, to pivot away from the personal and get into mm-hmm. like, what are the benefits and I don't know why I want to explore, but like the medical, like how does this save lives? Because I feel yeah, like there's some really important stuff that it would get to quickly about saving lives. Hey, I've had, I think I'm having a heart attack. I was right. like, yeah, whatever. I, and like notify. Call 911, like, essentially. Yes, call 911 or, or you call 911. Like, right. you know. Or, and, like and, my, my so. grandparents um, are getting pretty old and having some health issues, you know, dangers of falling and all this stuff. And you can imagine that being able to, telepathically without having to get up and go for your phone or fiddle it's with life your alert phone. on steroids yeah right 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 it's, yeah exactly life alert on steroids yeah but you could just call you know you could call dial 911 or, or call i'm being mugged member. or i'm in an unsafe situation and how much would that be a deterrent to criminals and criminal right, behavior sure. or i'm drunk and about to be in a bar fight like could i can i ask you that's a dumb question but can i set up like let this is not true of me. I want to be clear, but let's say you're a, a, a drinker and you tend to find yourself in stupid situations. Can you uh-huh. set an automated? Hey, I'm drunk, about to make a stupid decision. <laughs> like I'm about to get in a bar fight, and you're like, don't, like, like. I'm gonna say uh, the answer is no to this. By the yeah, way, I'm, I'm yeah, already predicting <laughs> your no. But like, like you know, you can do automated things that are like if it can read if if this I, thing I, has. <laughs> Nah, that's silly. We're getting. Too, I would say too no, weird. but you could, no. but you could if there develop some... a habit. You could develop yes. a habit where you know, because you don't have to pull your phone out of your pocket and drunkenly unlock it and dial. You don't have to do all of that stuff that you probably right. wouldn't be able to do in your. Oh, but super that could be a downside. State. Like the the bad, uh, like yeah, the, drunk the dialing text and drunk thing, dialing right? is a problem. And like yeah, and you can just hide your phone. But now this, you're just like calling everybody, calling people. <laughs> yeah, that could be talking. Uh, every- that could be bad, right? Yeah, yeah. I could definitely see that. Or yeah, weird I, things like, uh, uh, like cheating on your spouse by like, like engaging in like, like while you're sleeping with your spouse, you're you're uh, right, cheating. You're like else. talking to someone else. Like you're having s- yeah. like a sexy conversation with someone else. Oh, weird. So yeah, the here that that <laughs> that kind of touches on the most profound change that I I think it, it would change all of society. And this is actually what what made me pick this, um, what made me think of this as something to discuss. How does that affect is, face-to-face conversation? Well, it's that you now, it, with, with the advent of this technology, you never, ever have a guarantee that you're talking to just one one person or that you have a person's you know, full, full attention. Um, like at any moment, the person that you're having a conversation with could also be having a conversation with anyone else and you would never know it because you know it's not they're not holding something to their ear they're not dialing anything maybe their attention you know wavers or something and that's the only clue you would have but that happens to people all the time so you would just you would never know and it it would it would intrude into all kinds of areas like like you mentioned you know if you know if you're with your um with your wife or whatever you would if you're a jealous person or an anxious or suspicious person by nature you would never know whether you know your husband was talking to you know another woman or something like that. You would just never you'd never be able to know that. You could also imagine like anything anything that requires isolation or secrecy 
like you know if you have a criminal in jail no you're right they could talk to anyone they could communicate with their you know gang members and court you know you could maybe you capture the head of the gang and you jail him but he can still communicate with his underlings and there's nothing you can do about it Um, war yeah like wartime like so now all of a sudden okay like take a war for and you have a bunch of like so you have this hierarchy and you basically have what do you call it the low people in the totem pole in like a war lately like, that scrubs the the like i mean the infantry cannon like, fodder just, yeah infantry yeah, the but, so grunts. they're the grunts that's what i was looking for so they're out there dying on the battlefield and like or or they're unexpectedly facing a situation that you could have uh uh intelligent people telling them go here do this make this decision instead you could have intelligent people. You could put grunts almost as like not just in war scenarios, but like in when there a pivotal decision needs to be made whether to hit the button or not. You know, to guard mm-hmm. this missile. I don't know, but like sure. you now can like put if you trust the the if this person's perfectly trustworthy and just not good at decision making. You know, not smart at all, but like obedient. Then you can uh, you could really exploit that in ways that's well, like yeah they could, I, I don't know but they, they'd thought, also have to was... be able to reason can they are they able to articulate complex thoughts any better no the answer is no, no in this scenario right just so if something happened where they didn't know what decision to make and they had to tell the boss hey should i do this or this they'd have to be able to explain the scenario clearly which they might not be able to do so I, well, anyway did you see where still... i was going with that thought though like, uh, like maybe i think so a little bit but like you know i thought of some wartime applications too both good and bad like the good is that you know if your enemy is jamming your radio communications well who cares about radio communications yeah, none when, of that matters yeah that doesn't matter anymore so there it's unjammable communication which is a big deal but the downside to that is spies you know like you now have far less opportunities to discover spies in your midst because you can't oh, yeah. discover their cold drop letters or their encrypted phones or their laptop right. and the, hard and they're, drives. And they're stuff. passing along information is part of, when you're a spy, that can be like long delays. You get the information, hold it for yeah. months before you can report it back, but now yes. not, but not true. It's instant. Not, not true. So. Instant and totally untraceable. So that's yeah. a big I uh, meant a big drawback. I guess my my bigger point was that can you uh have people who are usually not good at making decisions can you have large swaths of them operating functionally like making better decisions because you can have uh the good decision makers quickly and efficiently communicating with them what to do mm-hmm. and I mean that in the job workplace I mean or I mean that in like war I mean that in and I it's think, just like do this, do this, do this in these like tight scenarios in which usually they just are left to their own devices. Yeah, I think it's possible. And the reason I the reason I say that is because you know um, over the last few years my work has gone from being well in an office for one thing to being remote without really re- having remote tools. Like I used to just call into a meeting in the morning on my phone, and that's it. And now, you know, now that everyone has started working from home, there's all the chat apps and teams and all of that stuff. And so everyone is always there. And if you run into a problem, you can just go, hey, what's the problem? What's the solution to this? Or have you seen this before? And, and you know, there are pros and cons to that. But the pro is that people solve their little roadblocks pretty quick because you can quickly get the information of the group. Right. Um, and so that's kind of the point you're making is that 
you know, if you had like a special ops force or something like that, you might even be able to expand the size of your special ops teams because now they can communicate quickly um, and untraceably and, and silently as well. So they might be able to coordinate better. Right, right. Another yeah, thing. Um, yeah, safety is a big thing, I think. And that's, I guess, military or just, you know, illnesses or yeah, being robbed. All think about are, think know, about this um, area. So the I, I think the most important thing is the uncertainty of of privacy. You know, there's privacy when you're in the conversation with someone else, but that also means that you can never know when someone is in a conversation with someone else. So think about it with respect to education, teaching, right? So like your oh, students in your classroom. Test. Holy moly! Yeah. Yeah, you would never know. Like they would just be able to. You would have to fundamentally change the way you assess you know learning and like testing would just i don't even know how you would manage it right you right. have to totally change unless you stuck with like man really leaned into an honor code that really tests the honor code more than yeah, anything gee, well how i mean that wouldn't work it wouldn't work like i'm sure i that, think you just have to be more project based which is the trend we're going anyway but like yeah you have to produce this thing and like yeah if you have someone, oh my gosh, you're right though. The ramifications on education are just profound. Yeah, like reading yep. checks, all of the things, little little stuff. Like, uh, there's no. I mean, this is another scenario where I think you know the rich get richer, poor get poorer, and like the the haves. I'll just say the haves and the have-nots, and you you introduce the internet and access to information is like more accessible than ever before, and then yet the like the, the lazy people are not doing you know not going to read or use it well so so then you get these lazy people uh now have access to this so they just like you know don't study for their tests and they cheat that's what like that's their biggest benefit is they and then mm -hmm. they you know and i say benefit but it really does cost them even more in the end so they they get their graduation but they just don't know anything <laughs> yeah i mean and i so, think it, it yeah. would it would destroy education as we know it or <laughs> Maybe I mean I already think teaching and grading is pretty poor. Like the, uh, I don't know. Like there are a lot of issues. So maybe it would just catalyze a change, and you, know, you wouldn't change. you wouldn't need to worry about people being dishonest because the only people who want to learn, you know, honestly want to learn. And so why would they cheat themselves out of their education by by cheating? Right. It's like people cheating in a board game, but really it's always baffled me because you come together to challenge yourself and play along with these, you know, arbitrary rules, right? That's the whole right. point of a board game is you, you agree to some, a set of arbitrary rules and you play a game. Uh, and it, it, to just say, no, I'm not going to do that. Well, of course, I could, I could go in and just take all the Monopoly cash and say, I win. <laughs> but right. like, what? What? I could just buy Monopoly, have paper money, or, you know, the, and just hold it up and go, I... I have it all. Like, that's stupid. <laughs> that's so stupid. Um, Anyway, yeah, yeah, I think, I think it would really, uh, yeah, well, we're almost, I mean, we're at Google, like, Google, like, you can access just answers to things, and so, uh, kids already have answers all, like, with, on, in their phones, in their pocket, it's just yeah. not in their brain, and so the difference between the smart person and the dumb person is the, the knowledge or understanding is one's in their uh, in their right hand pocket and one's in their you know inside their brain <laughs> it's like okay uh, both functionally can you know they yeah have access that's true to it, so they have, do have access to information and it's 
at least currently in its kind of most basic form. But synthesis is still something that synthesis is everything. Yeah. That's the smart person's realm. The dumb person, it's harder to Google search some synth- you know complete synthesized idea. Right. Um, the the only other one I had just written down some positives and negatives, and we've covered them all. But I have one question uh, remaining. Do you think that with the advent of this two-way telepathy that helicopter parenting would be great would be you know worse the parents would not be able to um uh, resist resist you know calling and checking up on their kids all the time like do you think it would be any different than well because you know now parents even though parents are giving their kids cell phones you know younger and younger ages you know it's not like your five or six year old has a cell phone probably um but you know oh man you'd be able to call and talk to them. Like, can you imagine Good like point. the, 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 the moms that already have separation anxiety, you know, when they send their kid to pre-K or something like that, who just uh, wouldn't, wouldn't be able to resist and would basically just always be in contact with their kid. I'm sure you can imagine that people like that um, exist and maybe the temptation would be too strong to avoid. Yeah, the parenting thing is a big deal. And I, I also think not only would it be the helicopter parent, but when you're very young and your parents are your primary, like you you would be checking in with them a lot. So if you have a combination of the helicopter mom and the kid who like just depends on the parent, you go to kindergarten or preschool for the first time, and you're like, holy moly, I want my parents, right? That's a very natural reaction that almost every single kid would have. And now mm-hmm. you have the helicopter mom saying... Helicopter kid. Now now you have helicopter kids and helicopter parents. And now imagine, so they're developing, instead of saying, I want to be away, they're like, or, or just overcoming the softest of obstacles of of, of discomfort and instead turning Mm -hmm. to their parents and the parents uh, accepting that. So it'd be, yeah, so it's just another opportunity to, you know, that could be bad. (laughs) Like that, Mm -hmm. that could be really bad. Um, Oh, man. And well, quick side note is I saw an app the other day that's like there's already these apps that will trace your kids and your your husband or wife or whatever you know mm-hmm. so you know whether this family app I forget what it's called it's very popular I'm sure people know this um, but now you can set it to like when I leave work or when my when the kid leaves school or when the kid leaves practice so you can do these what do you call it like geo like fences or whatever so when they leave it says mm-hmm. yeah your kid left school and should be oh, home yeah. at this time and so uh, not that that's exactly the same thing but like that like still the, the allows check, for the, obsessive helicoptering Yes. Yeah. Like, I mean, seriously, it's like, okay, it takes you max 30 minutes to get home. So as soon as I get that notification, you've left school, which should be before this time. And you can set reminders like, oh, you haven't left by this time. It like pings like, where are you? Why haven't you left? You know, I don't know. Just like, anyway. Yeah, so it, that, it seems like it's, it's, uh, it's that. Um, it's that on steroids, like the checking in super fast. So uh, it's a diffusion of individuality. Like it, it just encourages reliance on others which isn't inherently a bad thing but it just it really removes opportunities to develop you know self-reliance and independence and the ability could it, to could it, act without you know without input from others could it possibly could phones and stuff could all of this weirdly it feels like it should ideally create more independence so back in the 90s you drop your kid off at the mall and say i'll be here in two hours and you just like as a parent have to kind of hold your breath and be like gosh they better be back here in two hours Mm -hmm. um 
And now it can be like, hey, if, if they're pretty young, you could let them go earlier than you would have and say, call me every 30 minutes, call me every hour to, or text me every hour to me, let me know you're okay. That's a problem, but only a problem, like you could let them do stuff earlier than they would otherwise and say, I'm going to let you do this earlier than I would have if this weren't an available technology. So I am going to actually let you be independent earlier and that's but the rule is every hour you're going to check in. But now I can imagine that rule not going away quickly enough. So they're 17 years old at prom having to every hour check in with mm-hmm. their parents super fast and go, I'm fine. And like mm-hmm. half the relationship they have is just going, I'm fine. OK, be good. You know, this exchange that's mental and, or you know, uh, telepathic. And like that's a problem. I'm just trying to think of it. I'm trying to make a counter argument. Could it be like, oh, now four-year-olds are permitted to go to the mall earlier? I don't know. Just because they can quickly check in with their parents and the world's a lot safer because there's less crimes of opportunity because you can alert with such diligent or such efficiency Mm -hmm. uh, that the world gets safer. People can take more risks and be more independent Older people are out more often. I don't know. Just probably not, though. <laughs> probably uh, so, just going to be abused for the worst. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't see it going all that well. But, but I don't, I don't know. When you say the word independence and it increases independence, yeah, I don't is know it, that it does. Is it increasing yeah. independence? Because when you tell your kid, when you drop your kid off at the mall, which is already probably an antiquated thing, but you drop yeah. your kid off at the mall and you say check in every hour is that is that fostering independence or is that fostering dependence because it, it is dependence but uh i'm just picturing the 90s you yeah, did, you I, don't let your 11 year old do that because sure. you wait till they're 14 and they're mature enough to actually be there in two hours but now you can do the 11 year old because you, so if you're letting them go earlier is that better is it in, uh, is it independence when they still depend on you know the ability to contact you instantly and quickly like that it's more than in. like literally not doing it at all. Yeah, I think. yeah, you're right. I mean, you're right. It is, but I don't know. It's, I guess you're right. I just have to concede that. Like it, it does let you, I guess, ease into independence. But you're also establishing if, norms about checking in all the same true. time, and so I think you're you're conditioning fragility, perhaps. So yeah. Well, and then you know also. There are people who use interpersonal relationships as a crutch, right? And who who might be might be offended or hurt if, you know, the ability to talk to me is so effortless. Why aren't you talking to me right now? You know? Like <laughs> yeah. they they're so self-centered in a way. And and you know, pa- parents can get this is the this is what helicopter parents you know, do in a way, right? Like they, they grasp onto their children so tightly and, and won't let go. And, you know, why would you not want to check in with me every 30 minutes? Like, you know, I love you. I'm your parent and you're my kid and you love me. And why not just check in and talk? Well, you know, there are reasons not to, there are reasons why you shouldn't. Right. But I think the temptation would be so strong. There'd be a lot of people who wouldn't be able to resist. Uh, yeah yeah i think that's into, and that's the like, so we're our own worst enemy as you create better things we just we just do yeah that's the thing worse man things with them <laughs> like this one like the teleporting refrigerators i wasn't i mean i don't think we're close to getting teleports so i, mean, I wasn't worried about the insomnitron 
Uh, I don't think we're really that close to doing that. That seems like beyond what could happen, possibly. You know? But this, like, even though it may not be true telepathy, like, the, the progress of phones has been getting smaller and more convenient and omnipresent. And just think about, like, you know, people in their homes, they have their Alexas and their Googles and their whatevers, and they can just say, hey, Google, blah, 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 and get an answer. But imagine if, you know, if you were in any Wi-Fi zone, you could just say, hey, I want to talk to Daniel. And then, you know, boom, there you are. You're in a conversation. Like, <laughs> you know, we're, that appro- that's technologically possible right now, and that approaches what what I've presented here. Not exactly, but it approaches it. This seems like one that we could see something like it in our lifetimes. And I, I'm i not sure that the positives outweigh the negatives on this one. I selfishly agree with you, but I can't help but think that, man, it could revolutionize some safety stuff. Uh, and then if we just, again, I'm going to be a Luddite and be like, hey, I'm going to be known as the guy who you, I'm carving out quickly. I'm bad at this. I'm not endorsing this as much, and that and that's self-preservation, right? Like that's just, nope, I uh, won't use this all that often, um, or I've got to do this for my. Like I feel myself like doing that anyway, like carving out like this is my time to talk and like or this is my time to recharge. And so, as I'm trying to use time more wisely, I would just do that. So maybe, or, or, I I don't worry about myself. I guess I'd be fine with this. But you're right, the the, the new. If moving forward, this is the new way of doing things, we might have a real issue with how people are being raised and relationships are being formed and how they're being kept up. So, yeah. well, that's it. That's all. That's it. That's all right. Okay. I stand. <laughs> <laughs> do 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 do